Hey everybody, thank you for joining us today. New Hope Radio, wrapping up the week, getting close to the end of the year, as you know. And I hope that you had a great Christmas. Looking forward to some brand new stuff this year, coming up in 2020. I got something great we're going to talk about today. Matter of fact, we're going to begin uh, a brand new series. When you meet Jesus, things change. And you know they do. And that's what we're going to see today, that the people that met Jesus, you know, things changed for them. They changed for the better, and they changed forever. And we need to see that. So let me begin with a question. If someone were to ask you, what is it that you're looking for in finding Jesus? Why, why are you going after Jesus? What are you looking for? What do you think many of the answers would be? Oh, some would probably say, I want eternal life. Someone else might say, I've got a lot of questions. I need to ask God some questions. Someone else might say, I'm looking for a healing. Or I'm looking for comfort. You know, things like that. Now, these are all true benefits of finding the Lord. And there's nothing wrong with those. But today, we're going to look at something else. We're going to look at what I believe is one of the greatest yet overlooked benefits of finding Jesus in your life. And you know what that is? Having your life changed. Because you know what? When you meet Jesus, life changes. Now that might sound basic to you, but if you really look at your life and maybe how you handle life situations, can you really say that you've changed that much? I think many people would have to say, well, you know what? I really haven't changed that much. Changed a little, not much. Some would say they changed a lot, but others would say, I really haven't changed that much. So I want this series to show us that there can be and there is change when one truly has an encounter with Jesus Christ. We're going to look at different people in the series. Our first one is going to be a woman who was sick for the last 12 years of her life before she found the Lord. Now, before we take a look at this lady, I would like to say how much I admired her desire to get well. Here's a lady that was in a situation, wasn't that good, but she didn't roll over and play dead. She did something about it. She didn't settle for her condition that she was in, but she did all that she could to change herself for the better. And we pick it up in Mark chapter 5, I'm sure you're familiar with it, in verse... 25, a woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much at the hands of many physicians and had spent, uh uh-oh, all she had. She wasn't helped at all, but rather had grown worse. Now, the Bible says that she had, what, endured much at the hands of many physicians, endured. You know what that word endured means? (laughs) To endure suffering. That's what she endured, suffering. The first thing we see about her is that she hurt, and no one could help her. Here's a lady that was hurting. Because she was hurting outwardly, she was also hurting inwardly. She went to many doctors. She spent all of her money. And what was the outcome? She got worse. I think of the many people that try all sorts of things to bring peace and healing into their lives. 
A lot of people are hurting today. And you know what they do? They try drugs. Or they look for relationships. Or they just keep on working and working and working. And, you know, these things don't work. Because the only thing that will really help, here it comes, is a touch from God. That's really it. There's a guy who started drinking because he hurt so much on the inside. There's a woman who only thinks about marriage and goes from relationship to relationship, hoping to find someone who will love her and take away her pain. Somebody working all the time so they don't have to face their issues in life, hiding behind the... What do we call them? A workaholic. So what happened to this poor lady? The Bible says that she had only grown worse. She grew severer in her condition. She was left empty. And so were so many people that try to find their fillings, their comforts, their healings in the things of the world without a touch from God. After a while, you find out, you know what? The beers don't work. Ladies find out all men are jerks. The guy that works too much, he realizes he's only getting tired. That's all. There's no payoff in these things. Now, maybe her body was bleeding, but you know what was working fine? Her ears. Oh, yeah, she had good hearing. Because the Bible tells us in verse 27, after hearing about Jesus. You know, when she heard about Jesus, something came alive inside of her. She kind of pricked up. Wait a minute. Jesus? <laughs> I heard about Jesus. I heard what this Jesus can do. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to look for this Jesus. So after hearing about Jesus, she came up in a crowd. She went looking for him. And she was behind him. And she touched his cloak. That was it. See, the word hearing it means to hear with the intention of doing something. When she heard about Jesus, she did something about it. You know the gospel? You know the intention of the gospel? Here's the intention of the gospel. To persuade you to believe in Christ and then do something about it. That's the intention of the gospel. To persuade you to believe in Christ and then do something about it. I think a lot of folks stop at believing, but they don't do much about it. And if they don't do much about it, guess what? Huh, there's no change. If you have the ability to hear physically, don't stop there. Hear spiritually. You know, Jesus said, He who has ears, let him hear. That means that if you're hearing naturally, try to understand. What am I saying spiritually? If you're hearing naturally, what am I saying spiritually? Let me ask you a question. When's the last time you can actually say that when you heard the message, right? Here you are, you're sitting in church, you love church, you love the worship, you got your favorite seat, you sit there all the time, and you love hearing the Word of God, and you listen physically, and then you heard it spiritually, 
and then you went out and applied the principles at the first opportunity. How often do you do that? How often do you hear what the message says and says, that's great, that's for me, I'm going to go do it? Or do we become like James said, sometimes we're forgetful hearers. You know, we're forgetful. We hear it, we loved it when it was being preached, and we forget all about it when we walk out the door. You know, Jesus talked about different kinds of hearers or different kinds of ground that the seed fell upon. And he talked about shallow soil when the the seed fell on the soil and it was shallow, it had bedrock underneath, and it didn't have any root. It had a quick response, but then it died when the sun came out because it had no root. And a lot of folks have a very emotional, positive response to their church attendance, but because they have no root, they don't apply it. When persecution or trials and tribulations and things come, they just fall apart. He that has ears, let him hear. The gospel is to persuade people to believe and then that they would do something about it. That's the key. That's why Jesus said what he did. He that has ears, let him hear. If you have the ability to hear physically, don't stop there. Hear spiritually. Then apply it to your life. That's what this lady did. She heard about Jesus and then she said, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to put this Jesus to the test and I'm going to see for me. And she did something about it. Verse 27, here's what happened. She heard about Jesus. She came up in the crowd. In other words, it signifies some kind of obstacle or opposition, but it didn't stop her. Didn't stop her at all. She heard about Jesus. She made herself available, and she reached out. She's probably, you know, not the biggest. I don't think she was an Amazon woman. I don't think she was six foot eight. And she could bench 450. I think she was just a little lady that had a problem. And yet, she found a way to get through the crowd to get close enough up to Jesus right behind him and just reach out and touch his robe. What was going on in her mind? Oh, if I can just get close. If I can just get close enough to Jesus, I know something's going to happen. See, she had a plan. I like this lady. She had a plan. What does the Bible tell us? In verse 28, it tells us, here's what she thought. If I just touch his garments, I'll get well. She had a plan. I wonder how many people today have a plan. They have a plan about getting close to God. How many people have that plan? I want to get close to God. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a devotional time with God every day. I'm going to have a time of prayer every day. I'm going to be faithful to church. I'm going to listen to Christian radio. I'm going to listen to Christian music. I'm going to find some Christian podcasts. And they have a plan because they want to change, because they want to grow. This lady had a plan. She knew that there was something special about Jesus. And if she could just get close enough, oh man, something good was going to happen. She knew that. If I can just touch his garments... Oh, I know I'll get well. She figured those doctors, you know, they couldn't help me. They just took my money. And you think about the things that people do today. Those beers, they don't help. 
They just take, they just waste my mind. Those men, they don't help. They just use my body. That overtime doesn't help. It just wears me out. My issues are still there. You see, with all of these situations, the issues are still there. Jesus takes those issues and changes you when you really find him. That's what she does. Jesus changes people that find him. Are you looking for a change in your life? You gotta find Jesus. And you know what she figured when she thought, hey, if I can just touch his garments, I'll get well. You know what? She was right. She was right. Who do you think told her that? I don't know. But immediately, the flow of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was, brother, this is great, healed of her affliction. She felt it. She felt something immediately happen to her. She figured it right. Not only was her issue solved, but so was the cause. You see, most of the time, the cause of your problems, guess what, is you. You know what the cause of most of my problems are? Me. I'm the cause of most of my problems. You're the cause of most of your problems. And so, how does Jesus solve the issue? He changes us. He'll change you. He's changing me. Sometimes I wish he'd change a little faster. Like, come on, Lord, can't you move quicker in my life? And he's like, I'm trying, but man, you keep resisting me. That's probably true. It's probably true. So, for this woman, the cause of her affliction was thoroughly removed. Thoroughly and completely. This lady found a victory in Christ. So let me ask you today, because it's always good to make a personal application regarding what we read in the Word of God. You know, it's always good to do that. So what are some of the issues that we have that cause us afflictions? Selfishness? Control freak? Doubting God? Fear? See, you can look at your life And you can find probably any of these as the root cause for your personal problems. Any of them can be a root cause for personal problems. Now here's the contrast. Many people touch Jesus, but they're not healed by him. Maybe there are many of you that are listening right now. You met him, you touched him, you learned of him, and yet you haven't been healed of yourselves. And those issues, they're still there, and they plague you. You'd be like, well, I'm like that woman, and I reached out and touched him, but I've still got the issue of blood. Maybe the difference is, and here it comes, many touch Jesus who are not healed because They do not do it by faith. They do not do it through a sense of their wants. Or they do not have a conviction of his ability and willingness to change you. They don't. They don't. 
You know, one man said, faith conveys the power of Christ into the soul. And spiritual health is the immediate consequence of this received virtue. I like that. I got to say it again. Faith conveys the power of Christ into the soul. See, that lady had faith. And Jesus felt something go out of him. He said it. Who touched me? He said, I felt power going out of me. I think the King James says, I felt virtue going out of me. So faith conveys the power of Christ into the soul. And spiritual health is the immediate consequence of receiving that power. Spiritual health. In other words, you know when you've met Jesus. I got a friend I've been witnessing to for years and years and years. And sometimes I wonder if he's even getting farther from God. And every once in a while he says something. And I, then I think, well, you know, maybe there's hope. So he says to me one day, how will I know when I'm saved? And I said to him, you'll know. You'll know. That's all I said. You'll know. I'm not going to tell him things that are going to change, that he'll look, because he might start fabricating those things. I just said, you'll know. And isn't it true? You'll know when you are saved. Man's extremity is God's opportunity. So it's our extreme circumstances that cause us to reach out to God. But here's the key. You've got to reach out to God in faith. you got to reach out to God with a sense of deep desire. And you've got to reach out to God really believing that he has the power and that he is willing to change you and to help you. Because he is... But if we doubt any of those, man, it's not going to happen. After Jesus looked around to see who touched him, the disciples, they didn't seem to be too sensitive to the situation. His disciples said to him, You see the multitude pressing on you, and you say, Who touched me? Now these guys, they're like, you know what? They're lucky Jesus didn't turn them into rocks. <laughs> Jesus, you see them, everybody's touching you. And you want to know who touched you? But you know what he was saying? He knew this touch was different. Oh, yeah, this touch was a touch of faith. It was a touch of faith. And he looked around to see, and he saw her. There she is. He saw the woman who had done this. He saw her. You know why? Because he saw her faith. And we have the commendation of her faith. Jesus commends her. She was a little fearful. Maybe she thought at first, oh no, did I steal a healing? Did I take something from Jesus that I shouldn't have taken? She was fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her. But you know what she did? She came and she fell down before him. She told him the whole truth. She told him. She said, oh Jesus, I've been bleeding for 12 years, and I went to the doctors, and they they did nothing. I got worse and worse, and I ran out of money. And then I heard about you. And I knew there was something special about you, Jesus. And I knew if I could just get close enough, even just to touch you, I'd be healed. And she confessed it. And Jesus, you know what he did? He commended her. 
He said to her, Oh, daughter, that was pretty endearing, wouldn't you say? That was a beautiful, intimate title, daughter. Oh, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. How beautiful was that? See, did you know that faith pleases God? Did you know that apart from faith, no one can please God? Did you know that Jesus looks for faith? Did you know that your faith is really, I would call it, the bridge you walk across to get to Jesus? You want to get to Jesus? You've got to do it by faith. And that's why maybe today there are people that are seeking him out, but they're not doing it by faith. And nothing's going to come of it. Faith pleases God. When you meet Jesus by faith, then you're changed for the better and you are never the same again. I believe that anybody can share the same story that this lady has. She had an issue. And so does just about everybody else, right? Everybody's got an issue. Everybody's got something. Everybody's got something that can bring them to God. But this lady's different. You know why? Because she did something about it. She did something about her issue. She didn't roll over and play dead. She didn't, you know, say, ah, forget it. No one's going to help me. I'll just waste my life away. No, number one, here's what she did. She recognized that she needed a healing. She recognized that she had an issue. That's where it begins. You've got to acknowledge that you have an issue. Then number two, she sought out Jesus for that healing. She sought him out. She said, I heard about Jesus, and I'm going to meet him. I'm going to look for him. I'm going to find him, and I'm going to get as close as I can to him. And then thirdly, she put her plan of faith into action, and she put feet on her faith. She put feet on her faith. And then fourthly, when she met Jesus and touched him, oh, she was never the same again. Never Ever. And she went on to a beautiful, brand new life. You know, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you today. Take whatever issue or issues that you are struggling with and seek out Jesus. Seek him out through his word by faith. You know how you seek out Jesus today? You go into his word. He is the word of God. You seek him out in his word. I love the Gospels. Just keep reading them over and over and over. And look at Jesus in action. Watch how he handles people. Look at his life. Look at his compassion. Look at his caring. Listen to the beautiful words of wisdom that fall from his lips. When you find him, have ears that hear. And listen spiritually. And apply what the Word of God is saying to you. Apply it. And I'm going to tell you something. You will never be the same again. Now, there are areas of your life that you might need this personal touch from God. And I'm going to give you a few to kind of help you get started. Maybe it's just your personal life. Maybe it's feelings of your own value, your own self-worth. 
And you need a touch from God to encourage you, to lift you up in that area. Maybe it's relational. Maybe there's an issue with a spouse or a relative or a dear friend or a neighbor or a co-worker. And you need to go to Christ. And you need to get close to Him. And He will show you how to handle that situation. Maybe it's a family thing. You know, we have a lot of divided families today. It's sad. A lot of divided families. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's an issue. Go to Christ. Maybe it's your work. You're not happy in your career. Maybe you want a career change. Or maybe it's just the way things are going on at work. You know what you do? You go to Christ. You reach out. You seek Him out in His Word. You have ears that hear, a heart that understands, and feet for the faith that you say you have. And you walk in that faith. Maybe it's an issue in your church. Sometimes even in church. You know, where there's church, there's people. And where there's people, there's problems, no doubt about it. Got a lot of unsatisfied people in churches, and they go from church to church, and they find out maybe one day they wake up and say, you know what, not the church, it's me. But here's the point that I'm making today. Let's emulate this woman, the great faith that she had. She had great faith. And she had a plan. And she put that plan into action. That's what Christians need to do today. They need to have a plan to draw closer to Christ. That's why I'm introducing the Hope Club. The Hope Club is an opportunity to support New Hope Radio for $3 a week. That's it, 3 bucks a week. Let's say every Friday you send $3 off to our e-giving site. And you get devotionals, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, audio devotionals in your email. And that'll draw you closer to the Lord Jesus. We're going to develop podcasts that will go right to your phone or your laptop or whatever it is that you use. And you know what? Podcasts sometimes, they're just very soothing and very comforting. Maybe listen before you go to bed or in your car on the way or whatever. But find the things that will build your faith, that will feed your soul. So we'll be introducing that in the new year. Hope you're praying about it and you're thinking about it. Be a supporter of New Hope Radio for $3 a week. That's it. Three bucks a week. We can get 150 people to support New Hope Radio that way. We will be here on WARV. No doubt about it. But we need to band together and we need your help. No, we're going to give something back to you as well because we want you to grow spiritually. We want your life to change in Christ. So I hope that you'll help us out. And I want to thank you for coming along today. And I'll see you next time for more of New Hope Radio.